We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Howdy, CMOS girlies. Welcome back. It's a Tuesday morning and you're plugged into your favorite podcast by two shit posters on the internet. Um, I'm posted up for Minnesota. Emma, how's your Sunday going for you? Um, Wait, it's, it's a Monday. Monday, but things, yeah, you know, time is just a, what, a concept at this point. Um, yeah. No, I'm great. Also, we have no microphones. So if this audio is trash, that's what you guys get. Also, um, someone was like, when we, as soon as we got microphones, someone sent us a nasty DM and was like, I don't like the audio. And I'm like, shut yeah, up. We can't win. We can't win. <sighs> the, the hard life that podcasters have to live. God. No, I'm great. I also have a lot of energy. Weirdly, I've been up since 4.55 because like. I'm crazy like that. But it is so beautiful in New York. It's it's definitely summer, and that makes me happy. I feel like I got some sun yesterday, which was great. And yeah, I just forgot how great it feels to just sit on park benches, yeah, or stare out into space. People watch. That is like my favorite activity that I forgot was a thing that I could do. Yeah, and also just to not feel like your day is over at four p.m. Crazy. Like you can go on a little night walk, and it's like not scary and gloomy and depressing. Love that. I also have been just really sleepy from getting sun exposure. I noticed if I'm out any time in the morning or afternoon, I am tired, but it's been good. I feel like I already have a really good tan I'm working on besides my dreaded calf sock tan, which comes up every single year, which I don't do anything about. Um, anyways, I'm in Minnesota. I decided I was going to fly home to surprise my mother for Mother's Day. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably have seen the whole spiel. If you don't um, and you're listening to this podcast, I don't know. But yeah, I flew home. Uh, I haven't seen my family in six months and just been chilling, you know. My cats are like gymnasts. They've just been jumping and climbing up trees, been running a lot and feeling good running and just eating quirky stuff. I mean, we're kind of a, not going to say ingredients household, but I feel like we just don't have a lot of excess in some ways. Like we just have a, a slim line of things to work with here. So I'm getting crafty in my combos here. Um, so yeah, how's your Monday now that I've mislabeled or your weekend? How's it been? <laughs> 
my weekend was my weekend started off great and then it ended not so great but that's okay because that's life I need men in my life uh, yeah LDR no it was great I I um what did I do oh I hung out with my dear friend Betsy I went vintage shopping which we have a little route throughout Brooklyn that I appreciate a lot because I'm sure anyone who lives in a big metropolitan city or in New York specifically, you just know how awful it is to go secondhand shopping in New York because everything's like really expensive or picked over. I also went to the Needlove Bakery stand or like farmer's mm. market stand on Greenpoint because, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Needlove Bakery is this like gluten-free organic uh, bakery that's based in New York. They don't have like a physical store location. But they do ship nationwide. They're carried at like Bonberry Market, I think, um, Dimes Market, and probably a few other places. But they specialize, yeah, in like gluten-free bread, sourdough, bagels, uh, cinnamon rolls, cookies, all that. They sponsored stuff for our Super Goo picnic last spring. Yeah. They got their crackers and some bagels. And their crackers, I think, are my newest obsession. They're fermented because they have sourdough Ooh. starter. In them. So they have this like cheesy taste. And truly the first time I bit into it, I was like, wait, I recognize this flavor, but I don't know from what. And then I sat and I kind of, you know, reflected on Pondered. my food, foods and they taste very similar to Cheez-Its. I'm not going to be that type of person that's like, this tastes oh. like because like it doesn't, but it does have tones of Cheez-Its. So for people who live in New York, definitely go support Need Love. Sarah, who's owner is like incredible. And they also do nationwide shipping. So if you live in Arkansas, Alaska, Georgia, Texas, you can get your own Need Love goods. Just try them out. I love that. Those kind of sound like that one brand, New York Naturals or something that made those kale crisps yeah. that you can't find anywhere. Um, but I don't think time. that place exists anymore. I haven't found those cracker or the kale chips in years. No, and they had like a salt and vinegar flavor that I loved, but rest in peace to those guys. I love that cracker thing. I haven't really been interested in any food, though my mom did have, like, my mom low-key buys some keto stuff that's questionable. Like, I think just Target and stuff carries, like, different stuff than a Whole Foods does, obviously. Buys a lot of stuff from Quest. Like, not the Quest bar. She buys, like, their other snacks. Like, she has Quest chips. Yeah, she has Quest chips. She has Quest Cheez-Its. And then she also got these Quest peanut butter cups that kind of look like justin's cups and at first i was like ew it's gonna be like monk fruit hell or like erythritol hell like it's gonna be so disgusting but they're good i used it on my run as like my mid-run fuel and i kind of stand them but i feel like i don't see quest at all in new york nor do i really like need to they're probably just carried up bodegas yeah i feel like i food wise i've been bringing back a lot of like the og cmos really basics such as cacao nibs which i haven't had in forever and chia seed jam that has been my favorite fixation for I've been having smoothies recently for breakfast, but not like a smoothie where you have to drink it out of the straw. It's like very thick, like an ice cream consistency, just because okay. it's I've been hot. Really more refreshing. And I just want a lot of nutrients and like fiber in the morning, I guess. And just like fruit. Also frozen pineapple slaps. I've yeah. that and I like never bought that because I always thought the idea of frozen pineapple would be like kind of gross, but no, so delicious. And I recently thought of mulberries and I haven't had mulberries in forever. So I'm like, damn, maybe I buy myself a sack of that from four three co-op. Nice. But I feel like I'm just like tapping into like my past previous vegan self, even though. Most of these are not vegan. Yeah. Yeah. The vegan days jail. Um, I mean, I have been really interested in getting a fat ass watermelon when I'm back in New York, like Trader Joe's carries them for three 99 and I'm going to be lugging one back to my apartment um, as like post run electrolyte thing. Speaking of summer, do you have any summer plans? Someone asked for a hot girl summer episode, which we definitely can do. I feel like you and I have weird restaurants we want to go to or stuff like that. We definitely can pod in the in the streets again. I have a tiny mic. We could whip that out. That could be funny. 
That would be funny. Yeah, we definitely need a weird excursion where we just go to all the places in one day. Um, we used to do that a lot back in the day, but now we're grown adults with grown uh, jobs and responsibilities. Um, summer plans. Let's see here. I have a friend coming into town next week, which should be fun. And then my brother is going to be living in the city for the summer. He has an internship here. So he'll be moving out here the end of May. My parents are going to be coming out, which I'm TBH so hyped for. We're going to mm-hmm. have a blast. I have all the reservations ready. My brother and I have Play. all the so yeah, I'm excited to like hang out with my brother. I think a lot of people are sometimes like, no, I don't want any of my siblings in New York. Like New York is my thing. Like no one else can be here. Mm-hmm. It is very protective of New York, but I have like no family out here. I'm the farthest away from everyone. And my brother and I are very, very similar. I think, which will be good for me in terms of just like having another person to hang out with that like gets it, who like is also in the 5am grind and, you know, enjoys health and wellness things, doesn't really drink or party that much. So that'll be good for me. And then... I don't know, man. I'm just really praying and hoping that the outdoor pools in New York will open and allow for a lap adult swimming. Um, That's kind of been the talk of the town with the swimming people as to whether or not that will be allowed. Because if they do, I am about to get the most ugly swimsuit tan lines and goggles tan lines. But I'm so here for it because I'm sure anyone who knows just like the feeling of swimming or training and practicing outside, just nothing compares to it. I love that. Um, I have some, which would be super clutch. I love that for you. Yeah. I've been obviously getting my like sports bra and shorts tan with running in the summer, which I'm like acclimated to. And I'm like fine with like, I tan pretty easily. So I'll just go on my roof and like read a book for 20 minutes. And I feel like it's resolved my issues, but I am interested this summer of running on Rockway, like going over to Rockway beach, because I love nothing more than the idea of going on a run and then jumping in a lake. And that's a very like Minnesota thing. But it sucks that there's no bodies of water in New York. And it's like, yeah, taking a shower is nice to refresh yourself. But jumping in a body of water is so much better after a run. So I might get up to some of that behavior in the summer. We shall see. Um, I'll see if I, and maybe I'll go back to Minnesota over the summer or something like that. Or travel some more. But no real summer plans for me either so far. Yeah, I just love New York in the summer. And I'm excited Same. to be here and live life out here. Um, I definitely want to like actually go to the beaches this summer. I haven't been since the day I've moved. To that could be a pod episode. Yeah, that could be a pod episode. I feel like we've always talked about that, but then you and I, I think, are the type of people where we would just get heat sickness after ten minutes yeah. and then feel stranded. But I think if we went to like Rockaway or Coney Island, a place that has food, Stop. like if we went to what Coney Island, that's like Brighton Beach area. I don't yeah. know if people live in the Brighton Beach, but you're near a very um affluent russian community so i feel like we could get some interesting russian food no dude when i went to sheep's head bay for an undisclosed reason the other weekend like that was crazy you get off the subway and everything every poster is written in russian and ukrainian i didn't realize how ingrained it was over there um definitely don't know if there's like swimming it's very like culturally conservative over there but <laughs> um rockway I-, I went there last summer on a date which was chaotic and toxic but they're actually like well done bathrooms it's not like it's a porta potty there's well done food things i feel like you and i could definitely have like a good a good day of walking around jumping in the water and then abandoning it as soon as we get annoyed because i also get very fucking annoyed in the heat yeah we'll we'll plan our escape route for when that moment occurs but yeah if you guys have any um recommendations of what you would like to hear us to do and also for people who don't know what hot girl summer is if this was two summers ago kate and i would just manically record podcast episodes on the streets this was when we were addicted to zevia and we oh basically God. walk around during zevia and we probably sounded narcotic like and comment um, yeah 
Throwback to that. I don't know if I'll ever listen to those, but maybe I, I mean, should. wait, dude, I, we could go to the bananas, the Morgan Sterns. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that'll be one when I'm back. Um, we'll we'll start queuing up the episodes, but yeah, they were just more chatty, random, conversational ones of like what Emma and I are like in random situations on the streets. So I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But anyways, this episode is about loneliness. Sad note. Um, because I was gonna say like tiny violin. I was thinking of like a word you could put in there for a sound effect. Because a lot of the CMOS girlies are have been through it, going through it. We've all gone through it. We're all human. And I think it's a good episode to talk about in relation to health, because I think Emma and I have said this off the pod, and we'll probably say this in the pod, but let's say you're a super independent CMOS girly, you take your magnesium, you go to bed at 9 p.m., you love your routines 90% of the time, but then there's like a 10% of the time when you're like, I'm fucking alone, like a lot. And I feel like I don't have anyone to talk to. And I think that's something people don't talk about is like, yeah, it's good to have routines and be rigid, but also like having fun is a healthy thing and going out and meeting people too. Yeah, entirely. I think it's really easy, especially on social media, to just assume that everyone has these super social lives and that everyone's happy and fulfilled, but that's obviously not the case. And so many of us are probably a lot more lonely than we realize it. I also want to preface by saying that Kate and I are going to be talking about our own personal experiences. I know for myself and Kate, probably you too, you would classify yourself as an introvert. So we're going to be speaking in like the lens of an introvert. So if you're someone who's like an extrovert, you may not be able to fully relate to our personal anecdotes. So something to keep in mind, this won't be like us being able to speak in terms of like your own personal experiences, because we're just two, two introverts with the podcast. Yeah. Also, we're like both young women living in New York. Like, I feel like that's a very specific thing versus like, I don't know how I would navigate living in like a more rural area or like we didn't both both of us went to city colleges too which are like a very specific social environment so it's our perspective I mean we can relate to the, the, what the girlies are going through as well and it's also probably an interesting lens of like Emma and I kind of use social media in a professional sense like you know like it's interesting that we have that layer as well with it so yeah, like we have created Geneva for CMOS girlies, but like Emma and I also could make friends on Geneva too. So yeah, um, it'll be a good episode though. And I hope you guys enjoy it and it hits you at the right time before we get into spring and summer. So I'll call you back and we'll get into it. Okay. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. 
The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, athletic greens contain dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, CMOS girlies. Our next sponsor is Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Exclusively for our CMOS Really listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code GIRLIES for 50% off two pairs of polarized glasses. Now back to the show. All right, let's get into this episode. So obviously we're recording this in the year of 2023. COVID pandemic happened. Some of it is still occurring. Like it's changed a lot of what we know. And I feel like you guys know that, but it's just important to keep in the background of like, I wonder what all these stats were like pre-pandemic because people were going into the office we didn't have this whole stage of like social isolation and social distancing. So something to think about in the history books. So I read this article in the Atlantic and it was called how we learned to be lonely. And it was talking about a lot of like the statistical changes from pre to post pandemic. If you want to use those terms, cause I know some people, obviously it's like, we're not entirely out of the pandemic. So the stat in March of 2022, 59% of respondents said that they had not fully returned to their pre-pandemic activities, and now it's 2023. So I feel like it's probably more people have returned to, like, quote, normal life, life, even though I use that, like, vaguely, because a lot of people have transitioned to working from home forever, and, like, remote work is kind of a thing now. So a lot of social things still aren't back to, quote, normal 2019 shit. Most people are working from home like by choice, despite the fact that 60% say that they feel less connected to coworkers than they had before the pandemic. So I feel like since so many of us have adapted our lifestyle to like being from home, I know specifically for a lot of moms that were like maybe working part time, now they were able to add more hours if they can kind of work at home and their kids can be there and stuff like that. So it's interesting that even though we know that it's like isolating us to not quote see people every single day, 
all of us like kind of choose the convenience factor over that. And this is the broader thing of this episode is that like loneliness is bad for your health. We've talked about this a lot in like this episode about blue zones. If you don't know, they're the most long lived population. So they said Dan Buettner like read, wrote this book and has talked a lot about it. It's kind of his shtick of studying like why do people in Okinawa, Japan live really long versus people in a different part of Japan. And a lot of it comes down to diet choices. A lot of it comes down to lifestyle habits. But one of the things that all these communities have, because communities across the world eat different foods, is that all of them live in community. A lot of them live with their elders and they have really good relationship with their family and like religious communities and stuff like that. So just to prove that even though we don't talk about like community helping your health, it really does. And this growing habitual loneliness that we have is becoming a public health crisis. Research has shown that isolation is linked to depression and anxiety. It's also been shown to lead to premature mortality, worsen your cardiovascular health, increase inflammation and disrupt hormones and sleep. And it was interesting during the pandemic, the two groups that saw their rate of unhappiness more significantly than others like rise was single people. And then also people who do not regularly attend a religious service because these people do not have as much automatic programmed social interaction. And so when you think about that, if you're someone like I am someone that is single, well, kind of, I'm someone that's single and um, doesn't regularly attend a religious service, I have less programmed social interaction. So I have to actively put myself out there more to meet other people. Like I'm not meeting people at church every single day. I don't have a partner. I don't have a family. And it actually cause different like health outcomes for these people um loneliness also when it happens to you it inhibits what's called your executive function so what you need in order to deal with your sort of stress like when you feel really lonely what you need to do is call people you need to get outside you need to be social but you feel on the inside more cocoon to like sit on the sofa by yourself and so in order to break out of the cycle you have to do what is called an opposite signal strategy your inertia tells you that like getting dressed and going to work and putting on an outfit will be a hassle or inviting someone out for dinner will be a hassle or reaching out to that friend will be a hassle. But you should do those things anyways, because if you think of it like starting a workout routine after like a long sedentary period of time, or maybe you just took like a month off the gym, at first your system is going to complain and it's going to feel like hell. But once you push through these complaints, then the reward system comes back. Um, You can start to exercise, you feel it's become routine and it's become, and it becomes something you can feel how it improves your life. And so that's why when you like dip into loneliness, it's really hard to rewire your like biological system to then go do the things that could like change that. Yes. I got to clear my throat. (laughs) Of course, loneliness is going to be more of like an emotional state. And so a lot of us can experience or can can experience the effects of loneliness in terms of our health when it comes like mentally. But when it comes to like overall, like other aspects of our health, that's one area that A, I don't think it's talked about as much. There's still a lot of research that needs to be done and something that just many of us probably don't actually think about on a consistent basis. But like Kate said, there are a lot of impacts on your health when it comes to loneliness and kind of getting a little bit more granular into that. Um... Studies have found that loneliness can increase risk of heart failure. There was a UK biobank study, and this was involving nearly like half a million people. So like a pretty decent population size for a study like this. And their goal was really to set out to analyze the relationship between loneliness, social isolation, and then heart failure over a 12-year period. And what these researchers found is that both loneliness and social isolation increase the likelihood of heart failure, resulting in hospitalization or death by 15 to 20%. And one thing I want to really call out is that like this was typically found in most severe cases. And so 
I don't want you to think like, oh my God, like I felt lonely this week. Like I'm now at risk of like heart failure. Of course, there's so many other things that can come into play when it comes to like whether or not you're going to experience heart failure later on in life or death. Uh, there's so many things that you can support yourself, but I think it is just interesting to see like how deeply connected loneliness can be with things such as your heart health. And then evidence has shown, of course, that relationships can support our overall health span. And a 2016 study found that a decline in relationships in humans can lead to chronic activation of immune neuroendocrine and metabolic systems that lie in the pathways leading to cardiovascular neoplastic and other common age related diseases so this is just kind of explaining a little bit more of like the science and the systems that are severely impacted by the lack of human connection that many of us are likely experiencing and i think too like as we are now in the digital age and younger generations are truly growing up online and aren't seeing friends irl it'll be interesting what these statistics look like for years to come because i think we're definitely very new when it comes to like this wave of like loneliness or it becoming more and more prevalent in our current society and then kind of getting into like different supplements that could perhaps help you during episodes of loneliness of course supplements aren't going to cure you or resolve you of your loneliness there's a lot of things that you have to personally do to also make that better like kate said actually seeking out finding friends like calling people um, but omega-3 is found to support your brain during episodes of loneliness. And this is because a lot of mental health challenges that people do experience is due to neuroendocrine imbalances. So like having less optimal levels of serotonin and other hormones, which can regulate mood, sleep, et cetera. And social isolation and loneliness actually affects the activation activation of our serotogenic pathways. But omega-3 fatty acids, especially EPA and DHA, along with vitamin D, both have an important role in the action of these pathways and thus are critical nutrients for everyone, but especially people who are dealing with loneliness. So if you're someone who, you know, thinks you're naturally predisposed to like loneliness and no matter what you try to do, you feel like you're lonely, you could definitely get A, your omega-3 levels checked or your vitamin D levels checked or chart supplementing and just see if that maybe eases some of the symptoms or maybe you feel less lonely and kind of go from there as like a way to at least help you in the meantime. And then yeah. I think another thing that I also wanted to call is that like being alone versus loneliness. I'm sure a lot of people know the difference, but there is a difference that like being alone is like a physical state, whereas loneliness is like an emotional emotional state where you feel disconnected from others. And people like introverts like myself, we rely more on being alone than extroverts. So we might experience less loneliness because we're more comfortable by nature of like being alone like we require that versus extroverts who might be more predisposed or more likely to experience loneliness when they are alone because this is how introverts recharge versus extroverts who recharge by actually interacting with people yeah I think that's a big point as Emma said in the intro that like we're talking from our experience of like I'm chilling if I don't have plans Monday through Friday but I know some people would lose their mind if they don't have plans Monday through Friday so you kind of got to figure that out for yourself um one of the biggest questions we got is kind of like how to make friends during college and post-college I think the post-college period is definitely more difficult than college but that's like my personal anecdote you're just less likely to see people your age you have to do more of that work that I mentioned in the beginning and I think when you're in college you probably take it for granted a little bit of like oh there's people all around me like I'm kind of seeing people vaguely I don't need to actually like make friends and then you get out of it and you're just like wait 
where are the college where, where are the college people go you you don't know how to meet them um and so someone asked like how to find friends who prioritize health i want to say i want to talk about this but i also want to push back on it a little bit because i think it's really important to have a diversity of friends i think if you had only friends that are people that know what the gut microbiome is i think that'd be a pretty like mundane life i think life is optimal when you have people that like don't get some stuff you do but then you guys really agree about thrifting or you really agree about like I don't know, like you really love like this one type of burger and you go get it together or you really love this one artist and you go to concerts together. So I think it's good to have a diversity of friends. But when it does come to finding friends who prioritize health, I think this is tough because I don't think a lot of young people prioritize their health to begin with. I do think there is a little bit of a shift. And I think this is also pandemic induced when more people are going going sober or trying to drink less more people realize the importance of staying home and balancing your like mental health and self-care I don't think that was as like apparent previous to the pandemic just because people like were cooped up and so when you were cooped up and you couldn't leave like everyone all of your extroverted friends had to figure out like what to do at home and maybe it was drinking because I know that drinking like consumption did go up so I think that's tough I mean our Geneva platform is a great way to meet people and I know people have met IRL from that so I think that's a good one. Um, but I think in terms of like having friends that don't get maybe being introverted or into health or like staying in, I think let's say if you like went to college and you have a group chat of like 10 people, I can't speak from personal experience because I'm not in any like functioning group chats besides my family one. Um, but let's say you have like people that are all in the same class or you had a sorority or something like that. I think try to branch off with one person for the group. Like you might think that we're an extroverted group. We go out and we drink and we go out to brunch. We go out dancing. There might be one person in the group who's kind of looking around like you and like, fuck, I wish I could go to bed or I wish that we didn't do much of this. I think that's definitely how you're going to meet someone. I mean, the way that Emma and I met is that we were kind of friends with this group of probably like eight girlies. They would go out and get like really expensive overpriced brunch. And I kind of tapped like Emma. I kind of figured she wasn't like that. And I wasn't like that. And so I asked her to hang out one-on-one -on -one, and that's how like our friendship blossomed. So I would just say like, one, you're going to have friends that are different than you. And I think that makes life interesting. But two, you kind of have to ask people, like maybe you, you could find something out that you didn't know about someone who really is into health, but maybe they present as someone that's like more quote extroverted. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in college, it's important to stay open-minded in terms of like who can be your friends. And like over time, totally. you will weed, weed out the people that you may not want in your life or who you don't actually connect with in your circle. Like I know for me, I had a pretty big friend group in my freshman year of college. And then it just kind of slowly dwindled because over yeah. time I matured, we all developed different interests and like we all started to have different values. And I like realized what was important to me versus like what was important to them. And I think too, personally for me, college was like the first time where I fully realized that I enjoyed staying in more and not partying as much. In high school, I think a lot of us go through this like rebellious phase or perhaps we're more easily influenced or you just feel naturally more comfortable with going up because you've known these people your entire life. Like, for me in high school, I was like still friends with people that I had known since preschool. So it just like felt more natural for me to always go out with them versus in college. I was just becoming like way more, um, it just became more challenging for me to like want to go out. I definitely just like felt so low energy afterwards. Um, and then plus there's like so many more opportunities for social opportunities, I suppose, in your youth because there's like sports clubs, birthday parties, and a lot of things that your parents organize versus in college, you're kind of now responsible for seeking out those opportunities. And this could maybe even be applied for someone who's like post-college versus like if you're in college, maybe you had like a really great social experience, but post-college, like you're probably just going through this like huge transformative experience where, yeah, you're becoming 
more mature, more older, realizing what you actually need to do in your personal life to like take care of your energy and like your social battery and like how to recharge. Um, so it's definitely hard. And I don't want people to immediately assume that like college is going to be easy when it comes socializing or that like you're going to do great post-college because like it is super challenging. I think for me, I've been realizing recently that making friends post-college is like really hard and scary. And it like does bring me down sometimes. And like, you're not yeah. prepared. For that. You're not prepared. on like, how to a maintain friendships with people after college or like how to meet new people because you're then thrown into the nine to five and it's like yeah I like my coworkers, but I also don't want my best friends to also be my coworkers for many yeah. reasons um and you're not really taught how to to navigate that yeah I think as Emma said I think don't put people in a box and in, in terms of like yeah people are extroverted introverted but also like for me like I like going out if I like the people I'm with and I like the environment I think I've I'm happy that I've changed my view on that a lot in the past year um I didn't have any sort of like going out in high school at all I was like go to bed at 8 p.m and I was like a loser and then when I first moved to New York I was like I'm 18 I feel really unsafe like going out to nightclubs and like being drunk on a random street where I like don't know where I'm going and now that I'm 24 also like I think we mentioned this in a long time ago an episode as you get older and older you're you get more financially secure um you get to know stuff more you know yourself more and so it becomes like more fun to do stuff like as you're older like I think I'm having more fun being social in New York at 24 than I was at 20 because like I can afford to go to places and I know my like schedule and I know what I want in a friend and I know the bullshit and I can like sleep through it so I think now I'm kind of having my like going out phase which I say lightly I mean once every two weeks but it's more than I was previously and I think I realized that yeah I know that if I go out my run the next day is going to be shitty but also like I'm going to remember that night and six out of my, like five of my runs out of the week of six are going to be good. So I've kind of made the bet that like that does give me something. And I think for me, like someone asked, how do you bounce back after a night out? I noticed that I crave my routine more after I have a night out. Like I crave eating the vegetables and I crave like doing my weird hip mobility stretches because you feel kind of like shit. Um, so I've just been like treating myself as an experiment more. I've been getting into weed more, as you guys know. And I think that was another thing I never liked drinking. But now that I can go out on different substances, I'm like fine to stay awake and stuff. So yeah, I think just like I noticed myself and I said this in one of my YouTube videos that when I was so fixated on routine and veganism and going to bed and being perfect, quote, um, I just was so isolated. I was so alone and I didn't really enjoy my life. And now I'm able to have like more balance and I kind of hate using the word balance, but I check my loop score and it says it's like 10% and I don't freak out and like punish myself. I'm like, that's awesome. You had a night out and like, obviously your heart rate is going to be fucking lower the next day. So give yourself grace in that. Um, the next question was like, how to actually make friends, uh, which is tough. I mean, I would say if you're if you're in that part now, know that it's very brave of you to make friends. I think a lot of people secretly wish that they could be the one that reaches out for coffee or that talks to a stranger at a restaurant or something like that, or you're at a party or an event. Um, it's very nerve wracking and vulnerable to do that. So I think that's something to applaud yourself for in the first step. Digitally, I think there's a lot of ways and I've heard good and bad from all these things like Bumble BFF I've never used. I've heard some people say it's like fucking freak hour over there. It's worse than using Bumble as dating. And then some people said they met their best friend on there. 
Um, we have a Geneva group. If you don't know a CMOS girl is, there's a lot of people in there. And there's also like hundreds of Geneva groups that could maybe be like more city specific or a different interest you have. And then like Facebook groups, which sounds like I'm being a grandma, but I know in New York, there's a lot of like activity groups in there. Um, there's like a New York city hot girl walk group. And I'd imagine for different niche interests, there's a lot there. Um, when it comes to IRL, I mean, I feel like I treat it as if I were to like ask out someone on a date. It's like, let's say you see someone that wearing cool cowboy boots. Like I always compliment someone's outfit or like I ask, like, where'd you get those shoes from? And I feel like you can sense a vibe from like the first 30 seconds of an interaction if they are in the mood to be social or if they're not. And once again, some people are like going to flat out reject you just like what happens with dating. But like, if you are on the impetus to try to make friends, I think that's like the bet you have to kind of make with it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, making friends IRL in this day and age is definitely so challenging. I think especially hard for me. Um, I One recommendation that I do have is to either go to places that align with your interests or values. So let's say you really enjoy art, maybe start going to art gallery openings. Or if you like to garden, join a community garden. Just because, yeah, you are exposing yourself. You're going to be introducing yourself to a crowd of people you don't know. That at least you're going to be in an environment with people who have similar interests as you. So it'll just make like that initial conversation of talking to people a lot more easy because there's already common ground. There's something that you can like immediately start talking about. You can start talking about the art or like what plants you're growing. And like for me, for example, like going to the pool and like having some sort of swim community there, it's was so easy for me to like jump in and like have this community of people because we all had some sort of common ground. We like to wake up early, we like to swim and like push ourselves. And I've met like a lot of great friends that way. And I've met some other girls that are into swimming through that as well. Um, And I think too, like Kate said, go on Geneva, go on Instagram, see if any stores are having any type of events. Like I know Pop-Up Grocer has a lot of great events. I went to a jewelry making one. And that's like a really easy way to like meet people. Everyone's going to be pretty friendly because I think if people are there to like socialize, going to be willing to also socialize with you and like have small talk and then you can propose like hey let's all get ice cream afterwards if you all vibed um and I think yeah as Kate said at the beginning of when you are trying to develop friends it may feel really awkward or that you're doing a lot of the work and you just have to stay confident and know that like that hard work will pay off like I know for me I'm someone who like never really proposes plans and I'm always under the assumption oh if someone wants to see me they'll they reach will, out yeah. to them. it's like Emma no they're probably also thinking the same thing and like they also need to know that like you're interested in like being their friend too and you need to initiate stuff and it's like they're gonna likely say yes and if they don't it's likely because they're busy or something else and it's like you can't take that personally yeah. um and so the more and more as you make yourself appear more like a common person in someone's life I think the more that they'll warm up to you and realize like oh wow this person like actually wants to be my friend and like wants to do things and then like I think they'll then return that energy back and start inviting you to things. And like, of course, if they don't, you're putting in most of the the energy in the relationship, then like, it's maybe not worth your time and effort. But yeah, it's really hard. It's really scary. Um, but just know that like both parties are probably thinking the same and nothing terrible is going to like truly happen. Like Kate said, it's like dating, but yeah, less, less at risk or less at stakes because you're not like getting too emotionally involved in the other person's yeah. And another thing, like, go to events alone. I think when I first moved to New York at 18, I was on Instagram for every single, like, fashion thing that was, like, a store pop-up, like, I'm a set at a vintage store or retailer or something like that. Or just, like, free, not bingo, but just, like, something like that. I was so prone to going to that stuff. And did I leave with friends most of the time? No. 
but you get to go to something and feel cool and put on an outfit and like talk to people like that's enough for you know that's enough sometimes even if you're not making long-lasting friends just to have social interactions outside of going to a bar and drinking I think those are cool things um the next question was kind of like how to balance alone time versus being isolated it's going to be individual I mean some people like want to go out Monday to Friday as I said some people that sounds like a fucking nightmare you got to figure out but I think for me I like having a dedicated plan that I can look forward to like in the context of dating for me recently it's been like okay hanging out twice a week with the guy I'm seeing and we have like a repertoire to it and it feels consistent and normal and I think that's how like stuff with friends can be and it doesn't have to be the same friend every single time but if you kind of know that like I want to do stuff out of the house Wednesday and Friday like hit up 10 people and maybe one person will go with you and then maybe the other one you do alone I've always been someone that floats like I've never had a core friend group throughout my entire life I've been on volleyball teams and had situations like that but I've always had friends that I can tap into for different things so as I mentioned before like let's say there was a free concert in a park like I have a friend that I could talk to about that or let's say there was like a running event I have one friend that I could talk to about that so I think appreciate the diversity of your friends and like yeah, figure out the way that you can balance going out versus staying in. Yeah, I think finding the balance between like alone time and your social time is something that you're gonna have to personally experiment with. And just you probably know what your social battery is. But I will say that like, everyone should learn to become comfortable with being alone and just like becoming friends with yourself. I super concerned that I really sat in dating that a lot of guys aren't comfortable being alone and like need to have someone around all the time or like just rely so heavily on you know, socializing and going out and drinking, which is like, it's fine if you drink and everything. But I think the issue comes when you feel so insecure with being alone, you feel like you have FOMO and you feel like you have to constantly like be in the know and be involved in everything. And that like becomes really dangerous because yeah, you're probably going to become more anxious, more depressed, I suppose, and experience greater FOMO when you are truly alone. And I just think life gets a whole lot easier when you become more independent, feel safe and happy with like who you are and your own personal alone time. And like at the end of the day, you have yourself like you're gonna die and like you're only gonna be with okay. yourself in those last moments not to get all sad and everything but no, it's but like it's so important to be your own best friend and like be proud of who you are and like feel confident to do things and like I you know for someone who is an introvert I obviously enjoy my alone time it doesn't really phase me I don't really experience loneliness which I think is a huge privilege in this like day and age sure like it comes here and there but for the most part I'm pretty content if I don't see people or if I don't socialize or do anything crazy and like most of the weekends I don't um so definitely become introspective and just assess your energy levels throughout the week so let's say you do something you know some sort of social event every single day of the week see how you feel after that versus like if you only do one or two things throughout the week and if you realize like oh wow I have better energy I have like better mood I'm sleeping better after Mm -hmm. only going a few times versus like multiple times and like maybe make that your social schedule and I think too if you're someone who is always alone and is an introvert but you're kind of like damn I do want to start socializing and like doing stuff but I don't know how and like I don't want to get overwhelmed maybe you just make it a goal to do something with someone once a week or maybe you try to do something two times a week and just like ease yourself into it like you don't have to force yourself to become a social butterfly you're not you don't have to expect yourself to like go to all the parties um and yeah everyone can be fulfilled with whatever it is that they need and if for you that's just doing one thing a week then that's great yeah and the last thing I think it's very real to have arbitrary timelines in your head if you are interested in like getting married one day or you do feel like 
you want to have a friend group at some point in your life or like a few best friends. I know a lot of girls are like, I haven't met my best friend yet, or I haven't like, when is it going to happen? I think that's totally normal. And I want to like validate that's an experience. Like I definitely have that in the back of my head with dating. I'm just like, Emma and I have this all the time where I'm like, fuck, I'm 24. If I don't meet someone by 25 and then we date for a year, that's the only way we're going to know if we like kind of maybe want to get married. Then I have to go do that whole thing again. I have to date someone for another year. Like it gets kind of scary when you think about it. And I think I've shifted a lot of my dating context and also like friend context to this mindset of doing stuff because I want to have a very full life versus looking for an outcome. When I went to like random fashion store events, was I looking to meet my best friend? No, I was looking to go to an event and put on an outfit and get out of the house and do something different with dating too. And I know a lot of girls put their put pressure on themselves to like find the one because it's been like ingrained in society and whatever. It, treat it as like, I'm going to this new place. I haven't been, I'm going to have a conversation and get to learn about this person for an hour, right? Like if it's the worst date of your fucking life, you're not the first person in the world that's had a bad date. So don't take it personally and don't feel like you're doomed on some path. Um, I think once I started to change my dating context to that, I found myself, obviously I've gone, I've gone on bad dates, but I found myself like on like leaving less dates. Like that was awful and was like miserable because I'm like, yeah, that guy and I were not a match, but he talked about like video games for an hour and I learned something really fucking weird about the world. And now I have like a YouTube rabbit hole to go down. So I would think just take the pressure off of outcome because when you're very outcome fixed, I think you can get really like rigid in like what you do socially. Like you think that if I go to this bar, the love of life, my life's going to walk in. Or if I do this, if I post this way, someone's going to want to be my best friend. So just be yourself. And then I think you'll start to attract like-minded people. And I hate using like the attract and like manifest thing. But I genuinely think that if you're more confident in your own uh, like loneliness, not loneliness, but like alone time, as Emma said, you're more likely to like know yourself and then your social interactions, I feel like will be a lot better. Yeah. And also whatever you're experiencing now is not how life is always going to be. Things totally. constantly change and you're always running into new people. So yeah, it's normal to have difficult times and maybe feel lonely and like lost, especially in your 20s. But things get so much better as you get older, like Kate said. Um, So if you are experiencing a bad bout, just know that there is so many better things to come. Yeah, you know, rain comes after the rainbow and comes after the rain and stuff like that. Um, Let us know if you like this. I mean, I enjoyed talking about it because it's good to do introspection because Definitely, even when we first started the podcast, I definitely felt more lonely than I do now, just because I feel like I've grown a lot in the past two years. So yeah, like Emma said, it all comes in waves and can't predict it. Life would be boring if you could predict everything. So yeah. Correct. Um, what are you going to do for us of the evening in great old Minnesota, Kate? Uh, I'm going to pack and get my laundry. We're eating dinner and then I think we're going to get ice cream somewhere. So we will see. Um, I think I'm coming back to New York tomorrow. So by the time this pod is live, I'll probably be back in the bit app, Big Apple. How are you? How about you, dog? I'm gonna make myself some dessert and go on a walk. The Slay. usual, usual evening routine. Usual wind down. Well, pleasure to pod with you. Thank you, CMS girlies. Um, thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, all that shit. Join Geneva if you're looking for some buds, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>